Chapter 25 Spoiler Midnight Sun by Stephanie Weyer And finally, here it is. The long years waiting for this novel have been totally worth it. Fans can finally read Edward Cullen's side of the story. So join us in this chapter as we relish in the many things Stephanie Weyer has granted for us in this novel. As always, we will share our favorite moments, quotes, and what we generally thought of the story. We post every Wednesday. Turn the page. Welcome to another chapter of Between the Pages. If this is your first time joining us on our podcast, welcome. We are your hosts. My name is Hanin. And my name is Nesma. We host this podcast together where we review and recommend books for you to read. We usually have non-spoiler chapters for those of you who want a spoiler-free review of a book. And spoiler chapters where we simply review the book down to every last detail. Today we have... Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Ta-da! <laughs> <sighs> Finally. Finally. <laughs> okay. So where do we start? <laughs> where do we start? We start from the very beginning. The very, very beginning. <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> no, yeah, ten years ago, exactly, I think. Wow, even to the month. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, um, I was down in the garden with my friend sitting and then she was like there is this amazing movie you have to watch honey and it's in english but you will love it back then i didn't like like american movies or any movies that were in the like english language wow i can't even imagine that anymore (laughs) (laughs) anyway my taste in movies was horrible twilight made the difference anyway (laughs) though that's controversial to people who think it's just gonna fantasy and stuff yeah, yeah, but yeah. like i mean twilight is cute as long as you're in a certain age where mm-hmm. you watched it for the first time yes if you i think if you watch it for the first time when you're older i think it seems a little oh, silly yes silly and weird yeah and like not your cup you, of tea the, the 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 fantasy of it or the yes the fantastical aspect aspect of it wouldn't like sit well with an adult you know mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway so that was the day my life changed <laughs> okay so she she was like she had the movie memorized word for word i tell you <laughs> but yeah anyway i watched there and like her excitement moved me and stuff but then the story really did get to me and uh, I watched the first movie and the second movie and the third movie. We were in 2011. Mm-hmm. Yes, at the start of 2011. By November 2011, Breaking Dawn Part 1 was coming out. I couldn't wait. I was It was January when I watched the... Uh, so you read the books. Yes. I couldn't wait. So I... Uh, my uncle was in America. I asked him to get me the books. He got me Twilight and New Moon. The day they got here, I started reading and I became a reader. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, it's the start of everything that I am today. Anyway, it was grade 8. 
and I would read on the bus going to school and then coming back. It would take me a chapter a day, like going to school and coming back. And even if I didn't finish the chapter, I wouldn't come up <laughs> to my house until yeah, I finished that chapter. Yeah, you told me chapter. about that. Yeah. And mom would be, Hanin, food will be, <laughs> the food, food will, will get be cold. Ready. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, mom, I'll finish the chapter and come back up. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, those were the days. Since then, I read it like three, four times the whole series. <laughs> like, um, I read it when I was 14 then. And when I became Bella's age, I read it again. So from the age 17, 18, 19, when she became a vampire. And then I read them again in college. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. for me, it's kind of the same story. <laughs> like um, the first English movies that I that the first English movie that I watched, or one of the first, what one of them was Twilight, mm -hmm. and that was when I was still in Germany. Mm -hmm. um, I was at over at my mom's friend's house. She's American, mm -hmm. and she has like a whole collection of movies. Like at the time when we still had CDs, yeah. when CDs were still a thing. Yeah. So she had like all the movies of like um, Twilight and. Um, I don't remember. She had like really the up-to-date movies at the time. And she recommended me, for me to watch. Like her daughter wasn't there, I think, that day. And there wasn't anyone I could play with. So she played me a movie. <laughs> <laughs> and the movie was Twilight. The first time I watched <sighs> it, I was amazed and plus, I didn't understand half of the story because I was still so young. Yeah. <laughs> there were still so many phrases, so many parts of the story that I didn't understand. And that's why I watched, once I got the chance of one, when I got my first laptop, I watched the movie again and maybe a third time after that until I realized that there's actually a second part to the movie. And then there was a third part. <laughs> and then Breaking Dawn still hadn't come out then. Yeah. So when Breaking Dawn came out, I remember this very vividly. I was still watching movies online, like on websites, like yes. piracy. Uh -huh. Still do sometimes, but <laughs> not as often. So Breaking Dawn, I couldn't wait to watch the movie. Like I was dying to watch Me it. Me too, okay? you have no idea. Yeah. And the movie, when it comes out... It comes in very bad, bad quality, quality on the private uh, yeah. website. Until yeah. like a month later, mm -hmm. okay? Yeah. I did not care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I did not care. I wanted to see the movie. I watched it in a very bad quality the first time just to see what was happening. Mm -hmm. So the second time when I watched it, it was mind-blowing. I'm like, <laughs> wait, oh my god, it looks so much better now. <laughs> it was like watching it for the first time all over again. So I guess that was a bonus. Yeah, we watched them so many times. We know them by heart by I now. I know them by heart. Anyway, so Twilight, like from Breaking Dawn, that was where the first I started going out to cinemas. And I, I was adamant. I had to see it on the day it premiered worldwide and that was a school night i went <laughs> and uh, i would uh, like from the trailer how did I, you convince your parents um i'm a pretty clever girl and i finished my homework at school so <laughs> mm. so i don't have anything to do smart <laughs> and yeah <laughs> 
Um, Girl knows how to pick her battles. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, mom was with me on the Twilight Kida oh, vibe. Jenny. Yeah, she wanted to see the movie as well. Yeah. And I would show her the trailer literally every day. So I get her like excited. excited. And I went there doing my hair like Bella on her wedding <laughs> and wearing some of her colors. I don't remember what I was wearing actually. Well, like usually I like to go to movies dressed up as the characters. So this is where it started from. <laughs> you know, that was. You just reminded me of a of a part that I realized in the novel with the dress. Mm-hmm. Um, when Alice dressed Bella in, in, in blue, blue. Yes. Because, because she knew his preference. Uh-huh. And then I remembered that in Breaking Dawn, the dress she was wearing when she became a vampire yes, was also blue. blue. Yes. I didn't notice that before. <laughs> no, I know that since like then. <laughs> really? I didn't realize yes. it. I mean, I'm like, okay, it's a blue dress, so whatever. I'm like, I didn't really think about the detail that was put in. <laughs> there were yeah, so many okay. eye-opening moments in this novel because it is. like, They're I own. have to reveal it. I still haven't revealed it to them. <laughs> I've never read Twilight. <laughs> Yeah, she has. Please don't kill she me. Hasn't. I've been trying to make her read the read them for quite a while now. Well, I mean, cons- I'm gonna consider everyone jealous because <laughs> <laughs> you got to read Edward's perspective first. Exactly, and no one jealous. is gonna have what I have. <laughs> jealous? I'm very jealous. Yes. <laughs> so I mean, it's a win-win for me, I mm-hmm. guess. <laughs> You can't really hate me because now I'm in. I have the advantage. <laughs> yeah. Well, I read the first draft from Midnight Sun when it was stolen, and um, I had that insight into him. So when I was watching the movie, I knew what he was thinking, what he was doing uh, before he met her, and I had this idea, Aslan, from the beginning that um, before even reading the first draft. Is like there were some parts that weren't in the book or were very different in the movie. Yes. Not that different. Yeah, or maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah very yeah. different. And I convinced myself that I would add the different parts to the story in my head. So, you know, like Twilight, the events that happened in the movie that weren't in the book, like seeing you James would add and them. the other people hunting, for example. Yeah. Yes, I would add them on the timeline in my head in the story. Same. I did the same. <laughs> yeah. I did the same thing. Because it's it's a movie is different. You can mm. see different perspectives at the same time. But yes. in a novel, you can only see one perspective, exactly. especially if there's only one character. Yeah. So, but I couldn't do that with other stories. Yeah. Like Hunger it's Games hard. or Divergent. No, Hunger Games was pretty close to the book. But like Divergent, Maze Runner, all the other novels that were picked up uh, as adaptations. Well, there are like. In Hunger Games, there are points of views, like, for example, when you saw uh, Ga- Gale, is his name, what was his mm-hmm. name? Ga- Gale, I think, yes. Gale. Yeah. Uh, when you saw him watching her on the TV screen, yeah, for example, that, like, in the book, that exactly. will not be in the book yeah. because it's all... Or from... when the people were in the room with the... Uh, that were controlling the games. The, yeah, uh, game yeah, 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 right. Yeah. You, will, you wouldn't see that as yeah. well in the story. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. For for many years since I watched the movie and read the books, Bella and Edward has had been like such a huge part in my life. Bella influenced a lot of my characteristics and personality. I would like imitate her in so many ways growing up as a teenager and seeing her from Edward's perspective. I was kind of 
seeing myself a little because I'm like Bella in a lot of ways and and Edward has been always there listening to me talk to myself in my room <laughs> <laughs> Um, we're not going to talk about how unhealthy that is. Okay. And, like, I would imagine him sitting here. Yes, watching me sleep or... Yeah. Not creepy at all, honey. Not, at all. not creepy at all. I did not see the stockiness part of it until I read Midnight Sun. <laughs> we were talking about this before, like, mm-hmm. um... <laughs> he wasn't a vampire. <laughs> and, and good looking. Good looking. This would be a stalker 100%. Not just a stalker. Stalker and pervert. Yes. And maybe psychopath even? I don't know. <laughs> Functioning psychopath. Same as Fifty Shades of Grey. If he wasn't rich and, and handsome. handsome. <laughs> and damaged. And damaged. Yes. Um, I mean, it, yeah. uh, he would have still probably not, uh, ended up in an asylum or yeah. in prison or mm-hmm. anywhere like in an institution. Yeah. <laughs> no way was he gonna walk around (laughs) freely (laughs) but anyway anyway we know that this is a story and it's like everything is possible in a novel you Mm -hmm. know (laughs) in reality it would be different (laughs) it can't hurt as long as it's on the pages (laughs) exactly (laughs) so and I would like to say that the the novel was was also beneficial in a way because I was able to see, as a reader, I was able to see so much further than just Edward and Bella's relationship. Yeah. You know, like, for example, I finally, finally understood how much Carlyle loved Esme. You know, everything, any of those details are there in the movie, but they're not that clear. Like, mm. he tells me that they love each other and that they're, like, together, but I'm like, Okay, but how much? To, how did they meet? What is their story? What is like? I'm like un- unaware of all these details, and of how much Alison Jasper, how much Alison Jasper belonged together, and what, for example, made Rosalie such a bitter character. So all like, that was kind of clear, but it was amazing to read about it on paper. So right. So in page. 150 152 and 153 he literally goes on for like three pages long talking about how alice and jasper met and how carlisle and emmett love each other and what are rosalie and uh, emmett to each other and you it mean was carlisle so- and esme uh, Carlyle and Esme. What <laughs> did I say? And Emmett. <laughs> Oopsie. <laughs> well, they love each other. <laughs> um, as a family. Yes, the father and son. Father-son kind of love. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, That's it fine. was amazing to read about that. And yes, it makes you think, What? what if we get, like, the yeah. story from their perspective or their story at their time when yes, they met. When they the, met. I would want to know that totally. Like, you know? for example, Alice and Jasper, they're the most adorable thing I have ever seen in my entire I life. Think their story is even better than Edward and Bob. Stop. Right? <laughs> yes. I didn't want to say it out loud. You said it, I didn't say it. Okay. <laughs> 
I I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. So <laughs> okay, I said it. But I'm like, I was, I'm still so interested in Jasper and Alice's relationship. Like, I don't even get enough. Yeah. Of them, I want to know more. We kind of get like cute moments in the movies where they like all over each other yeah. and like all the time holding hands at and the beginning and at the beginning of midnight sun i was quite bored with them with us just looking if jasper is going to kill anybody or something yeah yeah, yeah. like but it starts the, the game more and depth. oh my god yeah. jasper has powers where did that come from jasper has powers i didn't know that really no it's in the movies no it's not it is no it's not it was never mentioned once So I know that from the novels. Jasper has the power to make everyone calm. Yes. And to fake like this facade. I didn't know that. Maybe it passed my mind. Maybe okay. it passed me. Maybe it was it is in the movie and I didn't realize it. I don't know. It. Tell me guys. Like or we would definitely watch the movies again. But like yeah. Maybe it was in the part where uh, they were preparing for a fight. Yeah, which one was it? In Eclipse. But no, no, it was known it before that. Like in Twilight, no, in Twilight, When? Bella, in Twilight, Bella. I don't remember in the movie, but in the book, Bella would be like Jasper or something. Like she would feel him calming her when they were in the hotel room, and like making her think of happy things. Where was be, that portrayed in the movie? And she would be like, and she would look at him, and she like, I know you're doing this, you know. Yeah, that is not visible visible in the movie, unless you know to look for it. Like, how would I know? Okay, maybe in his backstory in Eclipse, It's not if it wasn't mentioned earlier in Eclipse when they when they like showed us his backstory with Maria, the, yeah, the yeah, one yeah, who yeah. controlled him. They mentioned it's because of his powers. I wasn't aware of that control, at all. He could control the emotions of the newborns. And make them loyal to Maria. I wasn't aware that this is a power. I just thought he was very good at convincing. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like thinking this is something he's good at. Like yeah. not a power. <laughs> But wow. I really want like even the story of Bella and Edward from their perspective. Maybe Alice's perspective. I mean we got Jacob's perspective in Breaking Dawn. So why not get the rest in the rest of the novels? Like, yeah. Do them again. I don't mind. I will buy them. <laughs> and like, I want to, I want to see how Jasper treats Alice. You know, yes. like when they're together alone, what does he do? Like, yeah. does he? What does he tell yeah. her? What does he like? How are they together? You and know, what he felt when they met. Yeah, like Edward said, he was overwhelmed with her, her feelings. I want to know everything. Like, I want to know every single detail. <laughs> Rosalie and Emmett, not as much because there's something about them that doesn't feel genuine. Mm. You know, there's something... I feel like Rosalie is just with Emmett because it, the situation is like No, that. no, no. They mated, but like, they are both... I don't want to say shallow people, but they, when they were human, I'll, Emmett was like uh, obsessed with like... strength or something or like yeah not strength exactly but like being powerful Buff, and, and yeah. courage and yeah, courageous yeah. and stuff and rosalie with her beauty and yeah yeah i i didn't quite like the idea of like 
Rosalie becoming jealous that Edward didn't fall for her or something. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> Where yeah. are we? Is this kindergarten? But she is. She, yani, it's, it's offensive to her. I mean, I'm, I'm, like, I'm that beautiful, you know. But, but I, why make her that way? Like, why? How is this in any way flattering to her character? It doesn't have to be. Like, some people are like this. Yes. I, yeah, I understand. But if I had to choose any other couple that I would want to read about, it would be Jasper and Alice. Yes. Definitely, 100%. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay, uh, do I complete the part about... Yeah. Uh... <sighs> okay, so I've, like, reading Midnight Sun this time was... I really enjoyed it, and I focused on enjoying it and not taking notes the podcast for the podcast so this month <laughs> i'm gonna take the lead for this one yes honestly i haven't been taking notes while i was reading mm -hmm. i didn't do that at all I, after i was done reading with it after i was finished reading it i started to jot everything down like i i just um used my quote highlights as a guideline and I didn't even do that <laughs> i know i was like there are so many other quotes that i didn't highlight while i was reading like look at this there was like a lot more that i had in mind but i didn't i forgot about them while i'm reading i get so intensified while i'm reading that i do not have the mind to, to break away and to get up and get my sticky notes and write something down that will break the whole mood so i always think I'm I'm gonna mem remember this one. Bring the sticky note later and remark it, which I never do. <laughs> that never happens. Which is why whenever I started reading, I made sure that the sticky note was right next to me. So whenever it wasn't, خلاص, it was my bad luck. <laughs> I guess before we go into detail in the book, um, for those who haven't read it yet, I mean, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> But so uh, far, I think <laughs> I think what you would like look for in this book is um, having more in insight, surprisingly, into Bella's personality and yeah. her past life. Um, well, to me, everything was an insight. Anyway, yeah, and uh, like things like when Bella was asleep. Where was Edward and what was he doing? Right, yes. <laughs> and uh, when she was in Phoenix and facing the tracker, where was he where and what was he was he? doing? Was <laughs> oh my god, doing? that part was so intense. You have no idea, guys, if you haven't read it. Like, go. It was, it was a little bit too intense. Like, to be honest, I think she could have refrained a little bit from every single detail. Like, she no. literally wrote every single thing no. down. It, it's... You're in the head of a vampire. He noticed these things. <laughs> I know. No, I mean, not the thing he things he notices. I mean, on top of the things he notices, there are extra things that she adds. You know I what mean, I mean? I don't mind. It was more of him. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, there was this intense and major chapter, which uh, they were at the meadow. I think this is where the whole Twilight story started. It was a dream, and Stephanie Meyer woke up and wrote it, and this and this is like where the story was built up from, and from his perspective, it's something else. <laughs> really, I haven't read her perspective, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
I don't know anything from her perspective. That's the problem. I'm like fresh to this, so I have no clue. Yeah. I'm gonna read. The problem is, I'm very afraid that once I start reading the series, that I'm gonna miss Edward's side of things.、Mm-hmm. Now that I'm used to his side, and I started with his side, I'm so afraid that I I'm gonna lose lose interest in now that I'm not gonna have his perspective anymore. Well, there is ninety eight percent chance that you would percent chance that you would. The the、What? the thing is that I want to hear his thoughts. For example, in Breaking Dawn, when she got pregnant, what was his thoughts when he heard the baby for the first time? How was he when she got born? You know, like what were his thoughts when she when he held her, when when Bella was on the table and dying or transforming into a vampire? What was he thinking? You know, no, I'm no, like. No, no, no. Even before that, in New Moon, when he decided to, to leave, leave.、Yeah. and what was he doing when he left, and what what made him like how he went to the Volturine, what he was thinking, and what he was planning to do exactly in his head, all the other、yeah. scenarios that we didn't get to see, and and eclipse his like we know him now as a very jealous. Type of person, yeah, Or, like very jealous when it comes to Bella. How did he bear it in Eclipse when he was basically pushing her into Jacob's arms? Right. Like, what was in his head then? I like, I don't, I don't agree. This should be the last, the last book we get from Edward's perspective. No, <laughs> like. <laughs> To be honest, to continue. I to be honest, I am on your side on this because like, I want to put myself in her shoes and of going back to the same story and writing it from another perspective and doing the same events all over again. Maybe that's a bit boring for her. Yeah, but we really need it. <laughs> <laughs> I would pay hundreds of pounds on this. <laughs> We paid hundreds of pounds on this. Well, yeah, it is a lot of pages. <laughs> yeah, it is, and. Like you, the thing is, I'm not. I, I hate long chapters. I cannot bear long chapters. No, I'm used to them. I hate them so much. I just hate them. <laughs> like I don't mind that there are more chapters, like the same content, same book, but maybe the chapters are just shorter. <laughs> Like, like, like would would it kill her? Okay, how many chapters did she do? Twenty nine. Twenty nine. Would、With、it kill her、ending. to do sixty chapters? <laughs> okay, I'm not with you on this one because the、I、first book I read was from her、care. writing, and <laughs> I don't care if anyone's、oh, not on my ouch, side. Ouch! <laughs> this is something. It's just for me as a reader. I like it when I feel accomplishment quickly. You know, <laughs> like. I feel when the chapter is long, it's 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 prolonged. Like、mm. I don't feel like I've accomplished anything, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But anyway, we anyway. got through it. Yes. <laughs> And for me, still, Stephanie Meyer's pro prose or writing style is the best. Yeah. It's the first I've known. And the first that developed my English language and discourse and vocabulary、mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, so I'm very grateful to her. Actually, I mean, it goes with that saying that her writing is basically a work of art. Yeah, <laughs> there was this scene、uh, during the novel where I was amazed 
at the way she wrote it. You know, I only have the movie as a reference. Mm -hmm. So every little detail in the movie is etched into my mind like stone. Yeah. <laughs> so I really had it as a guideline. So, for example, I love the way she described the slow motion scene we have in the movie where Bella was saved by Edward from the truck almost crushing her. Yes! Like, wait, let me read it to you. Okay. Um, I was, like, sh blown away at ha the way she described it. Um, here. She didn't see me. No human eyes could have followed my flight, still staring at the hulking shape that was about to grind her body into the metal frame of her truck. I caught her around the waist, moving with too much urgency to be as gentle as she would need me to be. In the hundredth of a second, between yanking her slight form out of the path of death and crashing to the ground with her in my arms, I was vividly aware of her fragile, breakable body. When I heard her head thump against the ice, it felt as though I had turned to ice too. I'm like... Oh my god, this is so good. How did I not have this before in my life? I'm like, I needed this. Yes, true. So there was this like thought that I had. Um, um, the way she uses such strong contrast between him and Bella. Her writing is so good that at some point while reading, you don't even notice you're reading anymore. Yes. <laughs> and I loved the contrast between... Edward and Bella, like her, f like the use of the word fragile and the word like breakable. breakable, and it's like, oh my god, is she like a vase or something? What is she? <laughs> yeah. She's a human being, but I guess that from a vampire's perspective, it makes sense. He's basically indestructible. <laughs> it's not my. This is the f like this is the first time that I read about a vampire. I've never yeah. read about any vampire before. You were more vampire diaries, but not yeah, reading the show. Yeah, not reading. And, yeah. I mean, I love me some vampires, especially <laughs> uh, Damon Salvatore. <laughs> but like, Damon vampires. Salvatore and Edward are two different sides completely. Yeah, yes. Like, Damon is more feisty and sexy. Mm -hmm. And Edward is more, more... Tormented and... Mysterious. And mysterious, yeah. Yes. <laughs> wow, my 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 colleagues at school used to convince me to watch Vampire Diaries, and I'm like, nah, Twilight's fine. <laughs> but you ah! made me watch Vampire Diaries in high school, and thank you for that. Like, <laughs> we're here for Midnight Sun. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> so, uh, the first chapter alone was for me utterly consuming because I hadn't even the slightest idea what Edward was like in his head, mm -hmm. and to see that he that he had such violent visions, the of uh, when he first saw Bella enter the classroom. Yes, yes. I was shocked by the intensity of his desires for her, mm -hmm. and at the same time, I was so grateful for Robert Pattinson's performance as an actor yes. in the movie and perfectly portraying the character yes. makes it makes visualizing the person or the character while reading the story a lot easier very easy i can't see but him like like i don't know for example you know like at times 
he's like there is kid an inner monologue in his head or he's thinking something okay or describing something around him and i remember robert pattinson wincing or shifting his eyes yes or i'm like wow did he have this did he have this book with him <laughs> is he the only one who read it i don't think he did <laughs> he's amazing well he is an amazing actor he did many other works that were art films sometimes yeah here for example um i was nothing close to the human i'd once been no trace of the shreds of humanity i'd managed to cloak myself and over the years remained i was a predator she was my prey there was nothing else in the whole world but that truth there was no room full of witnesses they were already collateral damage in my mind The mystery of her thoughts was forgotten. Her thoughts meant nothing, for she would not go on thinking them much longer. I was a vampire, and she had the sweetest blood I'd smelt in more than 80 years. <laughs> I'm, I was so shocked by the way he was thinking and planning of how to... How would he get out of this? How would he get away with killing her? Would he have to kill everyone first and then kill her? Or kill her first and then kill, kill everyone, everyone else? Or like how he would how? stand in front of the door or like... Ayla, how no, he kept thinking about no one in the hallway would notice because it would be so fast. There wouldn't be any screams. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> wow. Mass murder. Edward Cullen committing mass murder. <laughs> So that was very like eye opening. I'm like well, that that really happened, and I'm quite aware that during the scene in the movie that he was so intensely intensely looking at her this whole time. For me as a viewer, it's just okay. He just wants to eat her. You know, mm, he just yes. wants to drink her blood. But not planning. Not planning on how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> or just him be like trying to resist not to drink her blood so yeah. that's as far as my mind went like i didn't even think about the possibility of him planning a mass murder <laughs> so that was very like the first chapter alone was very wow like intrusive so it really showed you that from the beginning that this is an this is a vampire and nothing else yeah. you know in the first sentence Uh, of the story it's uh, this was the time of the day when I most wished I were able to sleep high school or was purgatory the right word <laughs> and like, purgatory <laughs> and like this is like we got introduced first to his sense of humor and then we apologize if you hear a dog in the background <laughs> there's just the, a dog barking we can't control him on the third floor He's in a balcony on the third floor and works every night, all night. So that's the soundtrack I go to sleep to. <laughs> But anyway, you were saying? Yeah, I was saying we were first introduced to his sense of humor. Yeah. And then his conflict, basically, of being bored, you know? Yeah. And then his vampire side... How strong it is. How strong it is. And then how amazing he is as a person. Yeah. <laughs> and gentle and loving. and You know, 
This gave me also a perspective on, I know I'm going off track, but on Stefan from Vampire Diaries. Mm -hmm. I think he's similar to Edward because of the way he chooses to live, like animal blood and everything and him loving Elena and not be not trying not to not to kill her all the time and it's like this constant thought of like because he loves her the thirst for blood is not as strong mm-hmm. you know that's like the yes. core core like idea of their love story you know like because the love for her he would does not kill her you know so <laughs> but it is that's like so insane because like you're with someone who has the instinct to kill you the whole time <laughs> and just because he loves you he's not doing it well thank you very much <laughs> i feel privileged <laughs> so it's like it's very funny but also romantic at the same time yeah they're but both masochistic now, you know now that you've mentioned uh the funny thing about edward's character I was very surprised at how witty Bella is. <laughs> like, where was that in the movie? Yeah. Bella is so dull in the movie. She is. Like, I wasn't sure how I felt about that because I went into the story with a completely uh, different map of the character. You know, like, all the time stuttering and um, unsure of herself, always second checking everything and it's like she like Kristen Stewart really portrayed a whole different character she made her own character and Mm -hmm. I guess she straight she stayed true to that character that she created yes and I guess as an actress you have the privilege to do that um but nothing like the Bella in the novels I feel like I've met a whole new person and nothing like the Bella from Edward's perspective really yeah yeah like, from Bella's perspective, yes, you recognize the maturity of her thoughts, um, how she plans her day, her likes and dislikes, what she tries to avoid, how taken she is with Edward and everything. But you're inside this character, so you don't have labels for what she's doing you know that she's good or selfless or Mm -hmm. you're just selfless with her you know you wouldn't think that she is selfless you know while reading so from edward's perspective you get this new insight on bella on his her passions on like her past life yeah how she treats her mother yes with her you're like the parent but you don't notice as much it is noticeable but like with I liked Bella more from Edward's perspective because, I mean, like, he's besotted <laughs> with the girl. <laughs> I mean, everything about her is perfect for him, yeah. so. <laughs> Speaking of everything about her is perfect for him. Like, the way he described how perfect she is for him and how, ma- how made they are for each other. Wow. Or, like, the way Stephanie Meyer showed it. Here, it's an... I even memorized the page. <laughs> to 147 if i remember correctly (laughs) but i'm usually right about those things (laughs) (laughs) not bragging or anything Uh, cocky much (laughs) (laughs) okay it's more of an 
exert, but like, uh, I'll give you some context. It was Edward was there, I think, for the first time in her bedroom, uh, watching her sleep and. <laughs> not creepy at all at all <laughs> and he was thinking why doesn't she have a, a guardian angel and if she doesn't have them then they don't exist <laughs> and oh when he said he would be her vampire guardian, guardian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but the, like the way he thought about it it was like someone like Vala ought to have a protector a guardian angel she deserved that and yet clearly she'd been left defenseless. I would love to believe an angel or anything else was watching over her, anything that would give her a measure of protection. But when I tried to imagine that champion, it was obvious such a thing was impossible. What guardian angel would have allowed Bella to come here, to cross my path, formed as she was, in such a fashion that there was no way I could possi possibly overlook her? A ridiculously potent scent to demand my attention. A silent mind to inflame my curiosity. A quiet beauty to hold my eyes. A selfless soul to earn my awe. Factor in the total lack of self-reservation so she was not repelled by me. And then, of course, add the white streak of appallingly bad luck that would that would put her always in the wrong place at the wrong time. <laughs> there could be no stronger evidence. The guardian angels were a fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> no one needed or deserved one more than Bella. I mean, <laughs> the way he put every need or quirk or characteristic in him and how she fulfills that mm -hmm. is just... Like, it was like him saying they were mates, you know? <laughs> yeah. But I can't get over the way he thinks that he's bad for her. I mean, get over yourself. <laughs> that was so annoying. It was yeah. getting on my nerve. Like, <laughs> dude, just, like, roll with it. <laughs> Stop thinking about that. <laughs> and just enjoy the moment. He's such an overthinker. Oh my god, yes. I even had that point. I said, I never realized how much of an overthinker Edward was. His thoughts are so complex, so intense and deep that I never saw it coming. It was enlightening to read about his character, but at some point in the story, his constant worry about her was getting a tad bit on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. I love this worry about her. The way he would make up scenarios in his head and things would escalate. That was hilarious. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, and then I thought in New Moon when he left, how did he control that? Like, he was right outside her house and created those scenarios. When he, where was he uh, when in, in New Moon? And, like, what did he think of? <sighs> Edward, Edward, Edward. <laughs> what to do with you? Right. Um... Another point that was so cute, mm -hmm. uh, his insecurity about how to court her. <laughs> yes. Wait, I have this yes. one. Yes. Um, 152. He is such a gentleman. I didn't know how to do this. How to court her ha 
as a normal human modern man in the year 2005. As a human, I'd only learned the customs of my time. Thanks to my strange gift, I knew quite well how people thought now, what they did, how they acted, but when I tried to act casual and modern, it seemed all wrong, probably because I wasn't normal or modern or human, and it wasn't as if I learned anything usable from my family. None of them had had anything near a normal courtship, even accepting the two other qualifications. Yeah. Then he says here, he starts describing everyone's relationship. Like, Rosalie and Emmett had been a cliche, the classic love at first sight. There had never been a moment where either one had questioned what they were worth to each other. In the second, in the second Rosalie saw Emmett, she'd been drawn to the innocence and honesty that had evaded her in life. She wanted him. In the first second that Emma saw Rosalie, he saw a goddess, <laughs> whom he had worshipped without seas ever since. There had never been an awkward first conversation full of doubt. Aww. Never a fingernail-biting moment of waiting for a yes or a no. <laughs> I mean, he's the most... He's yeah. more human than the humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in page 62, I was um, amazed at how lonely he felt. You know, that was never something that crossed my mind. You know, like... He's surrounded by family, so why should he be, feel lonely? But I'm aware now that because he's surrounded by so many couples, <laughs> that of course he does feel lonely. Like, um, some days it was harder than others to live with three sets of perfectly matched lovers. This was one of them. Maybe they would all be happier without me hanging around, ill-tempered and belligerent, as the old man I should be by now. Of course, the first thing I did when we reached the school was to look for the girl, just preparing myself again. The girl. Right. The girl. Let's talk about that. <laughs> he stopped calling her the girl in his head at some point. There, I don't know when he stopped doing it. I think after the meadow? Probably. Why did he do that, though? Like, when he talks to her out loud, he speaking, just calls her Bella. he calls her Bella. In his head. But in his head, he calls her the girl. Why? Because he's like trying to detach himself from from Bella's care, like Bella's as a person. Like he just okay. Let's just let's just take a step back from thinking that Edward is the one who called her the the girl. It's <laughs> Stephanie Meyer who did. Why did she choose that Edward should call Bella the girl? Girl, it's either because she wants to emphasize his age or. Or to create, like, maybe... A distance between A them. distance until he can finally call her his and... Yeah. I guess. I think that makes but sense. But it annoyed me to be, like... The girl, the, the girl, girl, the, the girl, girl, the girl. Just call her Bella. <laughs> her name is Bella. <laughs> or, like... Or I call mean, her Isabella, for example. I don't yes. know. Or, like, I... Like, when we think of our crush, we don't call him the boy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> we do not do we that. We do not that. We we call them what? Uh, a certain someone. <laughs> you must not be named. <laughs> you must not be named. <laughs> so, uh, moving on to a new point. There were a lot of like traits in Bella's personality that I found very relatable. Yes. And I was so... 
Like, I'm aware that readers, I think in general, Stephanie Meyer has created such a relatable character to everyone. Like, every girl who will read her or read about her will feel that there's a piece of her... In them. in Like, in them. Yes. So... A lot of pieces in her in me, to yes. be <laughs> So, I was very... Um, inspired by that you know like i had still have a struggle of creating my own characters in the story of like how should they look like what is should their personalities be should they be something relatable should they be something abstract that people find them so intriguing that it's they're nothing like them but i find that it works in the author's favor that when the character is relatable on a on a like global basis if you can say that i don't know that like more people will fall in love with her you know mm-hmm. and i think that is beautiful in a way you know like to make her something special to every person like when they read her yeah. for example there was on page 156 my mom always says i was born 35 years old and that i get more middle-aged every year she laughed again (laughs) and then sighed well someone has to be the adult this clarified things for me it was easy to understand how the irresponsibility of the mother would result in the maturity of the daughter she'd had to grow up early to become the caretaker that's why she didn't like being cared for she felt it was her job you know i was thinking about this it's not for me it's not the same same thing exactly but it's something similar it's because my mom she's german and she lives in a country where she doesn't speak the language so for me i would always have to like interfere with like situations that are nothing of my responsibilities as a child yeah simply because my mom can't do it like call the carpenter for something yes, or... or call anything or do anything or just um the delivery guy when he comes over and he asks for the money she doesn't understand the numbers i have to pay the bills or something like that yeah. so it would be for me as a young child um maybe i think it's more intense with my brother because my brother was always there but there were moments where i was affected too so i always felt like um people taking care of me or people doing things getting out people going out of their own way to do something for me didn't doesn't feel right right yeah why because i have this instinct to take care of other people all the Mm -hmm. time you know or to make everything comfortable for other people rather than myself so that's I vouch for that guys. I'm very well taken care of. <laughs> True. But when someone takes care of me, it feels weird. You know, I feel very uncomfortable all of a sudden. Wait, this is strange. I don't know this feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was one thing. And then there's another one which I'm pretty sure you're gonna relate to as well. I actually thought of you when I when I highlighted it. Yes. <laughs> Um, that's enough for now. She'd done more exploring in fiction than in reality, and I was surprised she'd listed a book I'd not yet read. I would have to find a copy of Tooth and Claw. I could see elements of the stories in her makeup, characters that had shaped the context of her world. There was a bit of Jane Eyre in her, a portion of Scout Finch and Joe March, a measure of Eleanor Dashwood and Lucy 
Pevensey, I don't know any of these names. I was sure I'd find more connections as I learned more about her. It was like putting together a puzzle, one with hundreds of thousands of pieces, and no depiction of the complete image to serve as a guide. Time-consuming with many false leads, but ultimately I would be able to see the whole picture. <laughs> yes, so that's one. And then yeah. 313... Ah, to find someone who would read all the books I read to understand me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here, some, for example, favorite TV show. This is going to be a long one, but it's it's just dialogue, so it's, it'll be quick. Favorite TV show? I don't watch a lot of TV. I wondered if she was afraid to go into detail, worried again about me being bored. Maybe a few foot mm -hmm. softball, softball questions would relax her. Cookie or Pepsi? Dr. Dr. Pepper. Favorite ice cream? Cookie dough. <laughs> By the way, we need to try all these things yes. that she likes. <laughs> cookie dough. Let's try cookie dough next time when we eat ice cream. Okay. Pizza? Cheese. Mm -hmm. Boring, but true. <laughs> Football team? Mm, pass? Basketball? She shrugged. I'm not really a sports person. Ballet or opera? Ballet, I guess. I've never been to the opera. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> no, I have been to the opera. But well, not to an me, operatic... Uh, but I'm saying theater, if I yeah. chose between ballet and opera, I would choose the same thing. Yeah, I'm me too. fascinated by ballet. We haven't watched ballet yet together, have yes, we? Yes, no. no. You've been we meaning need to, to watch G Gazelle. Giselle. Giselle, yes. yeah. I was not unaware that this list I was compiling had a use besides just learning to understand as much as I could of her. I was also learning things that might please her, gifts I might give her, places I could take her, little things and bigger things. It was presumptuous in the extreme to imagine that I could ever have that kind of standing in her life, but how I wished. <laughs> so that's another point. <laughs> yeah. How humble he is about, like, having her. Yeah. You know? He just doesn't... He doesn't like, you're mine. Yes. You're, you belong to me. Or, or inside him, like, he yeah. doesn't feel like he deserves her. Yeah. And that's why he's maybe, yes, humble about it, but like, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> what else have you got? I think we just finished this page. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, we said that was well. Bella's different. There were moments. Oh, yes. Um, there were like moments in their love story that had me wallowing in utter jealousy. <laughs> you know, I'm like, like the way they love each other or the way they fell in love is so beautiful that I'm like, I'm so jealous. Yes. <laughs> like the way they fell in love is such a strong force of energy, and I've never felt that before. Like while reading. Even Reese and Farrah do not compare to what's in this novel. It's yeah, com so true. different. It's it's um with Reese and Farrah it's more physical, mm. a lot more physical. Yes, this is more emotional. Yeah, and mental, and mental. Plus, you're in the mind of an overthinker. So when you have an the mind of an overthinker, things go more slowly. You know, because of all the decision-making and all the decision-taking, and <laughs> you know. Uh, so whenever, till he makes a decision or till he decides to be with her, it took such a long time. 
Yeah. You know? He kept resisting her, resisting her, resisting her over and over again. So, yeah. That was... Oh, speaking of physical, I was surprised by how touchy-feely Edward was. <laughs> like, in the movie... I know I keep referring to the movie, but this is all I have as a reference. <laughs> um, in the movie, we only have the kiss, couple moments here and there, but other than that, there is like no kisses whatsoever. And there were so many kisses in this book. Yeah. Like, I was surprised by how many times they touched and kissed each other in the story um, because. Like, how? The way how he is described he... the kiss the first time when he was like, yes. the, uh, the alchemy of something like that. There was the word. Um, where was it? Uh, I got it. I got it. I got okay. It. 462. But also the way he described, like, when their hands touched or when he touched her face, how his hand would burn with this kind of electricity all day <laughs> I mean I have been <laughs> ruined in a way with the story to have read the first story I ever read would be this like the expectations I had since I was 13 <laughs> I mean wow <laughs> I'm I'm amazed of their love story like still still coming there are like two scenes that i i uh, want to talk about um here now i was thinking there was not there there was something i wanted to try i put my hands lightly on either side of her face leaving her plenty of room to move away if this was unwelcome her breath caught and she automatically angled her head closer to mine I used an eighth of a second to recalibrate, testing every system in my body to be completely positive that nothing would take me off guard. The way she's describing it, I'm like, oh my god, I'm so on edge. <laughs> <laughs> my thirst was well under control, sublimated to the very bottom of my physical needs. I regulated the pressure in my hands and my arms, the way my torso curved toward her so that my touch would be lighter against her skin than the breeze. Though I was sure the precaution was unnecessary, I held my breath. There was no such thing as too careful, after all. Her eyelids slid shut. I closed the tiny distance between us and pressed my lips softly against hers. Though I thought I was prepared, I was not entirely ready for the combustion. <laughs> <laughs> what strange alchemy was this, that the touch of, of lips should be... So much more than the touch of fingers. <laughs> it made no logical sense that simple contact between this specific area of skin should be so much more powerful <laughs> than anything I'd yet experienced. <laughs> it felt as if a new sun was bursting into being where our mouths yet met. My whole body was filled to a shatter point with the brilliant light of it. <laughs> Okay, two images I got from this coat, uh, from this excerpt. Um, first, Romeo and Juliet, 
Yes. You kissed by the book. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and second, when he mentioned the sun, it was uh, Elizabeth and Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice. The movie when they were like, they didn't kiss, but like the sun between them at like, the end of the movie. And, like, <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. But the alchemy of it. <laughs> wow. The alchemy of it. <laughs> But you know, with like the kissing and the, the a lot of touching, I was I would have loved to see that more in the movie. You know, like not just the kiss in the bedroom. I would have loved to see like another two kisses. It wasn't. Maybe. It wasn't even in the bedroom. Like in the book, it was it, here. Yeah, yeah was, but in the movie, it was in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah. Here, where was I it? I remember here? one empty. It, it was in the bedroom. He, no, no, no. Here, the first kiss was uh, right after they ran. And stopped in front of the truck when they were coming back from the meadow. Right. right. Or was it in the truck? No, no, it wasn't inside a closed space. Yeah. <laughs> she fainted. <laughs> she did faint. No, that was another time. If she didn't faint here, she fainted another time. That was another kiss. That's when they were already boyfriend and girlfriend. Really? Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I remember that clearly. The, let's check Kashan. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. No. No? Mm -mm. Like, the love story between Bella and Edward is so epic that there were such relatable or rather hopeful moments between them. Like, uh, like it helped me to imagine what I would like it to feel like falling in love with someone um, I like the questions at the beginning you know the ones the ones they were asking each other over dinner over lunch at school in the car I love this I mean that would be amazing yeah an amazing that happened way to in know life. yes yeah so here for example oh I'm just pleasantly surprised in the last hundred years or so, I paused and almost laughed at her somewhat smug reaction before I continued. Mm -hmm. She loved my honesty. I never imagined anything like this. Nothing close. I didn't believe I would ever find someone I wanted to be with in, an, in another way than my brothers and sisters. Perhaps romance always seemed a slightly foolish thing to everyone until one actually fell into it. And then to find, even though it's all new to me, that I'm good that I'm good at it, at being with you. <laughs> There's another one. Aww. You seem more optimistic than usual. I haven't seen you like this before, she noted. Optimistic. And a stout observation. My cynical old self seemed an, entire, an entirely different person. I leaned closer to her, her wrists still locked in, mine, in, in my hands. Isn't it supposed to be like this? The glory of first love and all that. It's incredible, isn't it? The difference between reading about something, seeing it in the pictures, and experiencing it? She nodded thoughtful. Very different. More forceful than I'd imagined. <laughs> I'm like, I want this! Yes! <laughs> Is this when... too much to ask? <laughs> True. <laughs> okay, we will sound whiny, but I mean... You get tired of reading about it and watching it in the pictures. <laughs> yeah, you do. You do. At some point, it gets very tiring. 
last thing I have on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were scenes that happened in the novel, which I didn't like, and I liked them more the way they were portrayed in the movie. Hmm. Like, for example, um, the scene where where they say, uh, so the lion fell in love with the, the lamb. lamb. What a um, masochistic line. What a stupid lamb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I loved the... Because it's so iconic in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, the scene where she goes into the woods, he follows her... He has that scene where he goes up the tree and she follows him and he can't be near her, so he goes away. And then they have that... that (laughs) Pause. Yeah. Okay. So, my last point is that there are some scenes in the movie that I enjoyed a lot more or that were portrayed better than the way they were portrayed in the novel. Like, for example, the iconic scene in the, uh, in the woods where Bella, fi- mm. or, or rather Edward, finally confronts Bella about what she knows about him. Like, more like uh, Bella confronts she, yeah, Edward, yeah. They're both confronting each other because he's like, say it. Say it. I want you to say it. <laughs> it wasn't like that. You're was a vampire. More, <laughs> it was more subtle in the book. I give it you was, that. And it was in the car. I know. I was like so annoyed. Why are they sitting in the car? They should be in the woods. You know what? I'll just make them stand in the woods. <laughs> Once again, I'm the one who's controlling the setting. But... Um, I don't know, they they did it very, I guess, for a novel, this is great. And for a movie, they made it as a movie, you know, Mm. like, as a scene where, yeah, more flashy. Like, where he grabs her by the arm and takes her up to the mountain to show her what he looks like. And I guess in a movie, it makes sense to do that because then they move the the storyline faster forward, you know, like, it takes a lot more time. in the book, he was like enjoying running with her and yes. then taking care of not to 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 hit a tree or like yeah are you okay <laughs> like wanting her to like it <laughs> but in the movie it was their thing basically he uh-huh. took her so many times to run and climb trees and like yeah even the scene in the movie where they were in the tree and looking on the river. Oh, I love it that wasn't, one. It wasn't in the book. It's one of my favorite scenes. He, he just like threw her on the couch in his room or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that's another one, yeah. Oh, but that scene when he when he was in his room and Jasper was drawn to what they were feeling to each other. Yeah. Gave you kind of a third perspective to what they were oh, feeling. Oh, it was yeah. beautiful. <laughs> So, lastly, I have two quotes marked without anything in particular to say. They're just favorite quotes, I guess. Though it was impossible, we belonged together. Everything was wrong with this picture. A killer and an innocent leaning close, each basking in the presence of the other, totally at peace. It was as if we'd somehow ascended to a better world, where such impossibilities could exist. (laughs) I love how the the idea of something that is impossible is made possible, mm-hmm. and on top of that, it's a love story. So I yeah. guess that's <laughs> it's beautiful. Reminds you of Heartless, Shay. Yeah, and 
the last one, page 704. Her pain and her nightmares. I'd never been able to imagine my resolve not breaking, not caving to the knowledge of her grief. I couldn't imagine it now, but I would have to do it. I had to learn the strength. I prayed to her God with all the anguish of my damned lost soul that he or she or it would help me protect Bella from myself. <laughs> that moment, I just wanted to cuddle him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's okay, it's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it for what I had to say. <laughs> and for what you had to say, is there uh, anything else you want to say? Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to tell you, as while well, I was reading it, you weren't there yet. Uh, the part where he was chasing basically the vision to save Bella from James. Yeah. And like the car speed and like the road, the 30 seconds ahead and everything. It was suddenly an action The book. car switching yeah, and he was, the... Yes, and the car switching. And, and the way he was looking at that motorcycle, that motorcycle can drive 190 yeah. and I want that one. And yes. then Alice was like, do not think, think about, about it. it. <laughs> We need to stay together. <laughs> Although in the movie, he went was there alone. first. Yes, because he's he the fastest. First. Because he's, he's the, fastest, the fastest of the yes. family. Yeah. But anyway, I guess he did go in first. Yeah. Yeah. So there, I just remembered there was another uh, thing that was a little bit like prolonged I, I think like in chapter 23 ch chapter 24 around it was called chores hmm. chapter the, yes. the one titled chores when she was um, where Alice was uh, cleaning up the mess yeah yeah it felt a little I guess as a fan of the store of, of like the the series but this was Alice in action <laughs> I know I but know. I know they, they, they she prolonged with the vision yeah so. she did she like, did I enjoyed it I'm not complaining I was yeah, just yeah. like she could have just made it a little bit shorter <laughs> <laughs> and oh my god Bella's mother the way right. the way the way she projects and I had never thought about that or that's an interesting aspect to and the way her character. like I was surprised as well at how um, Charlie his mind being read. I think maybe it's something in their family where their minds are infiltrated a little bit harder than other mm -hmm. humans. Yes, this is something I wanted to talk about as well. Why was Bella's mind already shielded when she was a human? Uh, be because it was. Like it's what you know, it's what magnified later. So why why was it there in the first place? It's um, I guess her, it's like she already had powers when she's human. Yes, that no one can read her basically, or um, not read her. She yes, she said she was an open book, but I mean, uh, infiltrate her bubble, you know, of like her comfort zone basically. But no, she didn't have a comfort zone. She was kebab. But I mean, People like, pleaser. the mind reading. That's what I'm talking about. With vampires specifically. Like, mm. forget about comfort zone and bubble and everything. I'm talking about, like, tele telepathy. I mean, to be made for him. To spark his <laughs> curiosity. <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of that. <laughs> I'm aware that it's part of the story. But where did it come from? 
That's I don't my know question. why Stephanie Meyer. I have an explanation, mm-hmm. but I'm not quite like this is my own interpretation if of you it. Say it. <laughs> so, what if it's like she's already destined to become a vampire? Like mm-hmm. she's already she already has her powers as a human, kind of like maybe, every human has maybe five percent of not them. Not everyone, yeah. How every human? Like, Alice could see the future when she was a human? No, she couldn't. No, she was in an asylum because she had uh, visions or she knew things she shouldn't have known. She was transparent in a way. Hmm. That's why she was in an asylum. And Edward? He could just read people? Yeah, and Edward was uh, attuned to people's thoughts and what they were thinking. Hmm. He was intuitive. I guess if you I guess read that makes guide, sense. Yeah. It, I guess that makes sense. sense. Yeah. So I think I know for me it was like an idea of okay, she already has like this thing about her. So I because I already know the end of it is that when she come becomes a vampire, she's a shield. So I'm like aware of the fact that maybe this is her way of being destined to become more, you mm-hmm. know, like her powers developing to something more powerful i think so yeah that's an idea but i guess your idea is it's more like the same concept like vampire diaries like whatever you're feeling as a human is amplified when you're a vampire yeah just like elena elena like having feelings for damon and then when she became a vampire she was in love with him because her feelings got amplified yeah, but this is more about Bella's mind and why would she have a shield? Why would this develop in her, you know? Yeah. I always wondered about that. Because maybe she always thought differently than people and that would... Okay, but she's not the only human being who thinks differently than other people. Yeah, you true, know. True. I know, like you can, t- you can, we can talk all about destiny and fate, and like, <laughs> like they are mated for each other. And yeah. I'm like, okay, but that still doesn't explain why, why? Is she like this. Why this? Yes. <laughs> so I guess that's like uh, food for thought. <laughs> <laughs> True. Think about it, guys, and tell us. I'm blanking now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it for the episode, right? Yeah, I mean, this doesn't do it justice. There is a lot of things that I'm sure we missed. And I yeah. wanted to talk about well, reading the book, but I was so taken with it. And I, I mean, mean, if, if I there mean, is something you have wanted to be mentioned, tell us and let's discuss it on social media or by email or like wherever you can reach us. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. I mean... I absolutely love this book. <laughs> it is amazing even for people who haven't read Twilight before. So it's not it anything. It's, but I think you should know the story. Like you should have watched the movies at least. So you know <laughs> so you know what's happening. Yeah. But Stephanie Meyer's consideration for people who, who don't know the story. I think sh- you can still read it blankly uh yeah you don't need bella's side you don't need anything you don't even need the movies technically yeah you can go in blind start start fresh but i think anyone who has listened to this or is interested in midnight sun has already read the series yeah so or watched or watched the movies yeah 
<sighs> but I'm so happy that I read it and I'm happy that I'm in it right now because now I have the final motivation to finally read Twilight. Like it was never on my radar yeah. until I'm until but I got to know got you. A taste of Stephanie Meyer's Writing, writing and I told you it's the best out there it is delicious maybe someone would be on the same level like Cassandra Clare but Stephanie she's unique yeah no no she can write write this is something I wanted to talk about as well mm-hmm. the way uh, the way she can write about the same thing over and over and over again but in, in a different wording it differently huh. like there's so many pages where he worries about the same thing over and over but it doesn't sound like the same thing because mm. Stephanie Meyer's yeah. writing she makes it sound fresh yeah you know she doesn't make it sound like repetitive There is repetitive behind repetitive behind and it, and that's the point that he keeps thinking about the same yes. thing, and and it's he's but she doesn't with it. use yeah. the same words, or she yeah. doesn't like use the same sentencing, you know, and yeah. it's and it's I think amazing. it takes talent, really it, amazing it, it, talent. It feels like we deserve it as a reader, you yeah. know. This is like this is really oh, and her and what her. authors should every author her, should be dedication i loved it i loved it i felt like it was a personal letter to me <laughs> this book is dedicated to all the lead the readers who have been such a happy part of my life for the last 15 years when we first met many of you were young teenagers with bright beautiful eyes full of dreams for the future i hope that in the years that have passed you've all found your dreams And that the reality of them was even better than you'd hoped. That line, wow, even better than you'd hoped. Uh, not, not sure really about that. <laughs> I mean, you set the bar pretty high. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and for those of you who have the book and haven't read the acknowledgement, the acknowledgement page in the back, in the back, she asked us to. Write Writes our, our name on the, there. Yeah. Like, so go ahead and do it if you can stomach it, but I can't until now. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't feel the thing is like when I read that the uh, the at the beginning. What's it called? The dedication. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't feel like I was addressed, and yeah, as much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't feel like I was involved in the group. <laughs> you yeah, <know>? maybe. <laughs> like an outsider. <laughs> But for me, it was... But I think I'm still in it, kind of. Because yeah, I know the, the movies, movies inside yes, and out. Yes. I know them inside out. Like, when I read that dedication, I was transferred back a decade ago. Not 15 years, but a decade. And I was like, hmm... How young and naive I was. <laughs> But I mean, she made, she, she was part of why, of making me a dreamer and I am still a dreamer and yeah, I don't think I can live without dreams. Anyway, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> thank you for listening and I mean, wow. You're welcome. I, you're welcome. <laughs> I, I, Wow. One night stand, finally. Finally, I can't you read believe it. it. You know, I wanted to finish the book so I can start it again. I had this like. Thing. I have this same feeling. <laughs> I have the same feeling. The thing is, like, once I started reaching the f- last three chapters, I was like, uh oh, 
it's ending. Uh oh. <laughs> I was very disappointed at the beginning when I like flicked to the epilogue and saw that yes, it ends at the prom, like Twilight. I like the book is so big. There is more events, and I'm like, nah, no, no, not really. <laughs> I thought she would go into new moon until maybe he leaves and how he feels and mm -hmm. but I mean she she set the precedent there that he's leaving you know and I just wish she continues writing it from his perspective <laughs> I hope so too I mean you gave us this you can't hold back now yeah uh, I don't want to stop talking about it but like <laughs> <laughs> we have to <laughs> yeah we have work tomorrow. <laughs> True. Yes, we should go so, to bed. Yeah. So, good night. <laughs> good night, everyone. Or good morning or good afternoon, whatever time it is. <laughs> We're going to, to bed now. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for making it to the end of this chapter. Finally, our questions about Edward Cullen have been answered. This novel was long overdue, and I think all Twilight fans can agree. For next chapter, we have our second poetry review on our podcast, and this time it's Sea Prayer by Khalid Hosseini. Anticipate new chapters every Wednesday. Turn the page.